I'm Greg Dollar Coleman. Welcome to Ellipses Thinking, a podcast dedicated to exploring the nature of the creative journey in process. If an ellipses builds the perfect bridge from where you've both been and are now to where you're next meant to be, then what intrigues me most lives in the spaces between those three tiny dots. It's an invitation to be all of who they are. All, all of it. Like, what do you mean? I can be all of me and <laughs> and can you imagine i don't have to be this person or that person in different aspects of my life it's all connected it's all connected of course it's connected so so what's happening is that you're speaking such a truth and it's been unnamed for so long it's it's that feeling of i've finally been found out but really it's i'm finally going to have an avenue to be seen and heard and valued and appreciated for the absolute uniqueness that only that one individual can bring. This oneness and by extension what we might consider the all of me is what Lisa Strogel is living, leading, learning and being through her unique frame of whole person intelligence. While we might think of harnessing the energies of which we as humans are a part of, it seems for Lisa more important to listen deeply to the energies and focus on harnessing the wisdom to be gleaned from them. As CEO and founder of Shadowlight Consulting, Lisa Strogel brings over 20 years of leadership and consulting experience at a variety of Fortune 100 companies. She blends her diverse background and knowledge for leaders, teams, and individuals to support whole person intelligence for those who are willing to explore and challenge outdated paradigms, belief structures, and assumptions. Doing the work at the subconscious level, her clients quickly build the competence and necessary awareness required to support goal achievement while integrating change at the conscious level. Lisa's approach to life resonates through her calm, witty, and meaningful interactions. Over the past couple of years, I have had the pleasure of getting to know Lisa as a colleague and a friend, finding both her vision and passion deeply inspirational. Rather than predetermine where I wanted this conversation to begin, I trusted my intuition by inviting Lisa to listen to hers and let that be our guide. So let me start by saying how happy I am that we are finally having this conversation um, uh, with you today. And, and firstly, I, I want to take a moment to acknowledge the powerful and transformational leader that I know you to be um, especially as we were recording today on International Women's Day. Mm. So welcome. Well, thank you. That makes me almost want to ask the question as to why are you saying that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saying it because as, as, as you know, um, many of the guests that I have the opportunity to talk to, I have had um, decades of, of um, knowledge of who they were, oftentimes have not reconnected. But you're uh, one of the guests that, uh, you know, our relationship is still fresh. Um, it really hasn't been much, much more than a year and a half when we formally 
known of each other and uh, and your invitation to 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 join you in in some of your uh, mission and and very deeply rooted um, engagement in that. I find it I find it genuinely inspiring. So that's why I say it. I, I I will never shy from saluting the most incredibly powerful people in the world, and more often than not, they're women. So there it is. Well, thank you. Hmm, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, as I was preparing for this conversation, um, I realized that there are truly so many places that might be starting points for us. And as you know, I first reached out to you uh, out of a curiosity to explore inner inner wisdom, inner inner listening and reverberation and knowing, um, intuition, and specifically how you define it and experience it in your life and work. And it's my hope that we might explore the power of deep listening and the pathways you, Lisa, have and continue to carve out as your unique journey map. The nature of coaching through whole person intelligence uh, that is currently rooting you and your and your purpose so firmly. And as I share all of this, two things come through for me. One, I know I'm not supposed to stack questions. I have chosen to use and rather than or, because the Lisa that I've come to know is an and person. And secondly, I intentionally wanted to flood the space with possible doorways so that you might uh, trust your powerful sense of intuition to open the one that wishes to be entered first. So with all of that out there, just kind of curious what feels like a powerful place for us to begin. What's coming to my mind immediately is how I used to always say an expression where, where there's not a door, potentially there's a window. And if there's not a window, there's probably a crack. There's <laughs> definitely a way to connect this whole thing. And for me, as you've expressed each of these different doorways or pathways, they really do honestly come together. Mm. So if I look at intuition, if I look at deep listening, if I look at whole person intelligence, if I think about my path and doorways and immersion of all of it, they do truly come to be very deeply connected to living in your whole person intelligence, living all that you are. As part of that, of course, in my unique expression, it's highly intuitive. Mm. And really, if I think about well, if intuition is almost a beginning and an end, then what's the skill set? And it's it's truly all about deeply listening to mm. self, to other, to the system, to all that is. Can you say more? Because I really love that, that, that just that phrase, the intuition is the beginning and the end. And I think a lot of people would think of it as a place where we trust at the beginning of the process, but say more about that. I'm curious why you would think to trust it at the beginning of the process. Hmm. Like what, what comes to mind when you immediately went there? Well, I, th uh, I, I guess as it relates to um, making a decision or uh, determining a, um, a route uh, or even coming up with the next question, something sparks that imagination at the front end, that there's some kind of inspiration. And then there's a choice to be made 
what path do I follow? And and so I, I guess when I think so often uh, of, of it, as I said, it feels like it's a starting point. I appreciate even by you opening up with that question that um, <laughs> that we're continually in start and in presence and in finish. But mm-hmm. I'll let you into that. What's interesting is I was just on a call earlier today and I was explaining how when you're working with a client or you're working on yourself or you're working in these various roles that we do, but I'm thinking about a practitioner or a coach or some type of intuitive partnership. As I saw it, I saw an infinity symbol Mm. connecting right at the center of me or a person, a being, but really when you extend it out, all those infinity loops keep circling around almost like a big flower and we're at the center point of choice that center point is the present moment of now and all of those moments connect in time and experience and so as we think about it we might have consciousness or recognition about an event that seems near or far but yet they're all surfacing in this moment now so it led me to go, it doesn't actually really matter where you start until it does. And the does-ing of it all is around, well, we get to live in this moment. And so how do we ensure that we're experiencing the fullest life that we want to in the present moment of now? And so then if I were to connect it to intuition, the more that you're present, really, and listening for all that's available, then the more you're able to act in congruence with what you really truly want because you're deeply connected and it's a felt sense of that knowing that's coming through us. And what I, what I love in this moment is even in what you just shared, this is a knowing that you are continuing to define, articulate and refine. I mean, you said yourself, I was just in a conversation and this is coming clearer and clearer and clearer. Can we take a moment and and go backwards in time a, a, a bit? And and me, me simply put it out there. Have you always felt this sense of awareness of knowing? And 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 if not always, then then tell me about that origin story of you and your relationship with your uh, intuition, your power. Yeah, it's interesting that you said power right at the end there, because I do feel it intuition and power and that felt sense of personal power and expression that we're uniquely meant to live and be is lost when we lose touch of that self experience that intuitive self-expression and so no (laughs) to answer your question quite directly I felt like I was intuitive and I had that experience of being that way as a young child and through continuous frankly socialization of what was accepted and what was going to be uh, really rewarded in life that slowly went away to a point where you know I really came to believe that getting stuff done and results and doing the next thing was was really what was required to be successful in life and If I had to go to the inner experience of what was driving that outer experience, it was ego. It was Mm. that ego part of me that was 
really trying to live a happy, fulfilling life and be successful. But really what I was doing was creating a greater distance between what was true for me and what was my knowing. And, and so that really, honestly, that flip point, that opportunity to be invited back in came at a point where I, I kind of had everything that I thought I was going to have, and that was going to equal success. And, and then it, that just wasn't true. That was not Mm. my experience. I was not happy at all. And, and so then that was kind of the point where I went, I need to, I need to, I don't even know what I want to go back in and figure out what that all along in my life. Mm. And where I'm pausing here for just a moment is, is it, it did feel like that. It felt like I needed to listen to the voice within me. And then therefore my intuition was really a smaller circle. It was really about my experience. And then as I did more and more and more and more work to really honor who I am and that voice within, it allowed me to extend even more so into the relationships that I have and the work that I do to leverage that intuition with others. May I, may I offer the wordplay that's coming to me as you were describing, you know, we understand what it means to, to be focused on outcomes, but I heard you describe that if the outcomes aren't actually what matters, then no matter how much income you may make moving towards those outcomes, the income that comes in um, is lacking. And, and that for you was a, was a point of realization that, that 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 was not the success you were looking for. Is that correct? Yeah, there was no reciprocal relationship for your point from the outcome to the income. It mm-hmm. was just all out. Mm-hmm. And at the very outer edge of out, there's no in. There's there's nothing left in that inner bank account. Yeah. And so, you know, that paradigm of really putting yourself first, it's it's moving away from the concept of selfishness to self selfless and reciprocal and and needing that flow and and perhaps that's why i saw the infinity loop there there just has Mm. to be a continuous evolution of the ins and the outs my curiosity that started this about how you uh, define intuition um as i'm hearing you now i mean asking asking any any additional question around that feels like I'm missing the point that this is who you are and how you be. And it isn't about choosing to listen or trust. It is about knowing that those resonances, which I'm sure we'll come back to that, that sense of, of, of that reverberation in you is simply part of what you know to be true mm-hmm. and therefore a guiding light for you. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting that you use the word reverberation. Because if I think about, well, how do you experience the gifts of what being intuitive brings? Mm. And it's truly knowing that which you vibrate. So that essence of you, the, the harmony or the, the song that mm-hmm. you play. And then equally so, noticing that external to you and the differences. And then being able to offer that as is truly a gift to the other individual, usually, that you're speaking with. Hmm. 
So we mentioned, I mentioned it in the in the setup. You have brought it forward a little bit, and I and I I'd love to have you talk a little bit about what you have come to um, articulate and define as a piece of the a, a central core of the of your work, and that is this notion of whole person intelligence. And I came, I came across an interesting uh, piece of of writing, and I just. It felt like I, I just wanted to drop it in here and see if, in fact, it was a, a way in here. And you and I haven't talked about this, but there's a book, um, Molecules of Emotion. I don't know if you've heard of this. Uh, the, the writer, Dr. Candace Pert, has written um, that your brain is extremely well integrated with the rest of your body at a molecular level. So much so that the term mobile brain is an apt description of the psychosomatic network through which a massive information exchange is occurring in your body at every millisecond, every moment. And she invites us to imagine each of these messenger systems possessing a specific tone, humming a signature tune, rising and falling, waxing and waning, binding and unbinding, and by extension, to consider our intuitive powers as listening deeply to the patterns, rhythms, Harmonies you talked about, melodies of our own body's music. How does how how does that resonate with you? And 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 take us a little into whole person intelligence, if you will. Mm -hmm. So yes, absolutely, that definitely resonates because often, and that's what I was referring to earlier in my story, is that I became very attuned to the thoughts and stories and beliefs that were running my life from a mental perspective. And yet uh, I had not the ability to be the observer of the thoughts, the beliefs, the stories, the paradigms to make choice. And when we think about it is that aspect of our thinking could be the thoughts that we're having, or it could be the thoughts that are floating through the ecosystem. And so because we're just cells and because, you know, if we could go down to that microscopic level, we would see that you and I are very much connected in this moment. So who's to say the thought I'm having is actually true or even mine or even relevant beyond this moment that we're having together. And so understanding that just that in of itself tells us that we're a social being. And so to understand, you know, what it is about the relationships that we carry and have in our life. And how are they serving us? How might they not be serving us? How, and that could be relationships with people. It could be relationships with food or work or the primary aspects of our life that really pull us in or out, if we're using that phrase again. And so the whole person intelligence is starting to really bring light to all of that beyond the mental, into the emotional, into the social equally into the physical and all of those molecules and being wise to my knee is starting to pain in this moment. What is it actually telling me? Hmm. And feeling the vibration of what that means and leveraging that as an input or an intuition to yeah. be able to express in the moment. And then I think with the emotional state too, and, and especially our society, and of course, this is cultural and, and a million other variables that come into the way that we be in the world. But oftentimes, we truly do limit 
our expression of that which is available. And every time we do that, it's like we're shoving that back into our little molecule system and it's really interrupting the transfer. We're getting a lot of new routes that our body was not really meant to optimally function as. And so the more that we have the skill set to be able to see, recognize, and, and love every aspect of feeling that comes through us, the more opportunity we have to connect to greater wisdom. It's like an open channel. Yeah. I keep going back to <clears throat> your comment a moment ago, which is who's to say that this thought didn't just come to me and who's to say that it's my thought, but, but this is work that you are very passionately pursuing. And as I said, at the, at the front end, starting to deeply root in and amongst the community of practitioners that, that, that you have built as, as network. Um, what are you seeing in your work, in in your coach coaching work uh, at all at all levels, but also um, just just your leadership development work, wh what are you seeing to be most exciting about the the addition of this framework of of whole person intelligence? Where is that coming through? I think the excitement, and you see it in people's eyes. It's an invitation to be all of who they are, all, all of it. Like, what do you mean? I can be all of me <laughs> and, and can you imagine I don't have to be this person or that person in different aspects of my life. It's all connected. It's all connected. Of course it's connected. So, so what's happening is that you're speaking such a truth and it's been unnamed for so long. It's, it's that feeling of I've finally been found out, but really it's I'm finally going to have an avenue to be seen and heard and valued and appreciated for the absolute uniqueness that only that one individual can bring. So it's passion, it's excitement, it's uh, just opening up all sorts of new doors. And I would say transformation. And so inevitably when we work at just, you know, aspects of self, then we're gonna get kind of small changes, incremental changes, but we're gonna keep circling back to typically roots until we look at the whole system because the whole system is truly working together or not mm -hmm. to manifest what you really want in your life. And so it's, it's fulsome, it's a fulsome, wholesome experience. Mm. And as I'm hearing you describe that and an offering generously of others who are, as you say, bright eyes and um, smiling eyes, that sense of, wow, this is not something that is, and I think you've shared a bit of that, but it's not something that is really all that new to you. If, if, if I recall, you yourself must be in this moment having smiling eyes that others are now getting you and acknowledging and hearing and understanding you. This has been with you a while, hasn't it? Mm, that's, that's fun. <laughs> that's a fun reflection. Yeah, yeah, I think that's quite valid because I think, you know, I would circle to, I have also come to do this as my part of my purpose to really help individuals remember who they are so that they can live the fullest beingness of, of who they're meant to be. And because of that 
weight or I can feel it in my chest right now and it's in my throat, like that dissonance was there for me to tap into within my body to go, what is that? Like, let's get really curious about what that's about so that through my own work, this work could come to be. And so this work now that is here in this moment has uh, new horizons as well. What are you building, Lisa? I don't mean just physically. I know that there's something physically you, you, you all are building, but, but, but what, else, what are you building towards? Love. Hmm. That makes me want to cry. We'll just take that, hold that. You know, for everyone, every single person to feel loved. To know it. So that they can be it. And physically, what are you building around you so that you can provide additional opportunities, doorways, pathways, cracks in the wall, if you will. Physically, it's interesting because it's definitely, talk about living a, an intuitive business life. That mm. has been the life of Shadowlight. Is us listening for what the organization wants to do what the organization's purpose is and how I've been equally selected as its steward. And I would say that stewardship is around being beyond creative on how we work together in a functionally new way. And so things like there's individuals that have their work to do in this world and they may need to uniquely produce something or or complete something and put it out in the world that is just completely necessary and special and yet if you try and get your head wrapped around well how would that work in a business situation when we've got this type of structure or this type of structure so how's that going to work and it's going well it is going to work because it's here right now and with that space to listen, new ways of working will emerge. And so I feel like we're creating a place and space for a community of like-minded, purpose-driven individuals to come together and live like they're playing every day, except it's called work. Mm. Well, that struck a chord for me. That's uh, anybody <laughs> anybody that knows me knows that those two words need to be synonymous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's love too, and that that's life, and that's being alive. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't, as we know, that doesn't mean we're not doing extremely serious work. Yep. Um, and it'll feel like very serious work when we start moving away from the comforts of all of the structures and systems we put in place in our life in order to be safe, in order to make money, do all the things that we as humans need to do. But at the same time, isn't it great to learn in a container of love 
versus um, discipline in the strictest way versus discipline in, in a way that provides structure and stability. So it's understanding the nuance of how to create the conditions to truly learn and grow. So, so physically though, it does mean that we're, we're helping coaches um, because and practitioners, a, a whole person intelligence practitioner, as an example, be able to work with people in, in new and creative, but also very traditional ways on both the Western and Eastern side, mm. but more holistic. Um, so working with coaches, working with leaders, the so same thing is how do we help them, you know, not only understand who they are, be who they are, and then the primary skills that of communicating with others and asking for what they need and, and setting expectations, giving feedback, all of that kind of stuff is so incredibly missing in our world in, in all sorts of aspects and partnerships, like partnered relationships, children and kids and schools and hospitals. It's kind of needed everywhere to be able to speak your truth in a respectful, kind and very curious way. Creativity has the power to take our breath away, to move us to action or reaction, to invite us to feel more fully alive. And when the creativity is coming out of the kitchen of a local restaurant, the experience has the power to do all of the above and put a smile on your face. Q Burger in Qualicum Beach on Vancouver Island is home to culinary creativity led by owners Aaron and Kevin. Together, they have managed to make a local burger joint a must-stop on any trip up the central coast of the island. In fact, readers of Canadian Living Magazine recently voted it one of the top five burger restaurants in Canada. And if you're saying, yeah, but a burger joint's a burger joint, then let me ask you, what other burger joint allows you to choose between a Boomageddon, all caps, with double the beef, double the bacon, and double the cheese, and Wicked Sticky, where the roasted chicken breast is topped with balsamic reduction, roasted garlic, and fried brie, or the new Sonic Pickle Boomerito, yep, with an exclamation point. And if meat is not your treat, Consider a Brock of Ages, the Thai Tuna Tornado Wrap, or Halibut and Chips caught fresh from the ocean 10 minutes down the street that morning. The fish, not the chips. Put it on your bucket list. Q-Burger, locally owned and operated in Qualicum Beach, BC. I want to take a turn here because I know that part of your practice or within that is the practice of something that we refer to as sound bowls and, um, and you integrate sound in a, in a, an incredibly unique manner. And, you know, I go back to the, the reference to, to molecules <laughs> of emotion and, and that sense of resonance that um, using music and the musicality of our body metaphorically, but, in this case, there's also there's also a practice in which you uh, use as strategy to open and to speak to and to connect to, and to move people into a place of readiness for for change for transformation. So, can you just talk to us a little bit about about the sound bowl practice because that may be new for some people and how 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 you came to that? Yeah, so crystal alchemy singing bowls and so mm. crystal 
So they're actually formed from a combination of quartz, so pure quartz crystal. And then it's an alchemy because there's other gemstones and minerals, depending on the bowl that's mixed in to create an alchemy because within that there's colors. And so if we think about color and sound, you know, really color is just visible sound and vice versa. And so really we're using very, very, very old technology with sound to work in partnership with the body to put it back, quote, quote, in tune. And so each one of our cells vibrated a certain frequency. The purity of the crystal bowls allows the cell to remember what it feels like to be in perfect tune. And so how it came to me, I can remember intuiting or thinking that there's gotta be a way to work with individuals where we do not have to revisit trauma. And every single person has some form of, you know, big T or small T experience of, of traumas, or in a way they've, they've experienced something that their body yet doesn't know how to process. And so we hold it until we can understand what it is or, or allow it to vibrate out. And so the crystal bowls is such a graceful way to support our body to get back into the resonance and of harmony of the song that we're meant, meant to really sing. And so tactically speaking, how it works is I will hear, I will intuitively hear um, what combination of bowls need to come to the table to work with the client and depending on what they want to focus on. Mm. And so if you actually heard the bowls, you could think of a piano, so the white and the black keys, it literally is a melody or a combination of those different tones. And so it's peaceful, it's, it's a very nice experience. So if nothing else, it definitely gets you into that calm, relaxing state. But really each bowl has its own um, kind of message, if, if you will, for the client. And so in combination, really just listening to those messages and working with the client to get to a new state. And so of course with me, I'm bringing not only uh, the tunes in, but the coaching and other aspects to ensure that someone does leave knowing what to do with this, how to walk this, whatever has just happened in their experience into a new way for them moving forward, whatever that is. That's lovely. And I just, I want to pull that, that noun out of what you just said, which was tunes and pair it with the verb of tuning, um, which I know is just the air you breathe. But I just wanted to highlight that for somebody listening to this in this moment and, and wondering, and I, I will ensure that we've got a little sample. Mm to be able to, to just to provide a, a hint of, of what you've just explained that. And again, <laughs> the word resonance coming through so powerfully. And I loved at the beginning of your answer to that question that 
you used the 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 term you used you used the notion of I I I hear what is needed, not I trust. <laughs> it's it's already there. It's a, it feels like it's a given for you that you've come to know this so well, and that there's comfort in knowing, and therefore you need to, you know, that the idea of can I trust this would just be a distraction. To to many of us, it is a distraction to us doing our pure, um, clear work. And uh, so uh, again, I just I just wanted to highlight what I was hearing there, and acknowledge that, and not let that slip away from somebody who might be listening to it. Um, for me, that hit me really powerfully. That get over the not trusting or trusting, and just know know what you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's here for you. It really is. And then equally, that to me is the generous or compassionate side of the learning is you know, as I was turning my intuition back on or that frequency back up so I could hear it, you equally have that other voice in there. And so it's, it's having compassion towards that other voice within you that's doing its job that it's always done so that we can build trust with, with this other side of us equally so. And yeah. so if I play that out in experience, this last time I was with a group of folks doing the sound bowls, it's always surprising to me what happens next. And so it is a practice of, of being attuned, of listening, and then doing it. And so the intuition, the trust that we're building with our intuitive knowing is by acting on what we're hearing. And then you get your own signature, your own communication, your own conversation with, okay, when. When I see this, that's what that means. But equally being open to that's what that means for now. <laughs> Which is interesting. I, you know, earlier this season, I cited a, a, a quote um, that was both offered and reflected um, upon by another of the guests. And given who I know you to be, given what I've just heard you say, which is an acknowledgement, almost a timestamp of this moment, and strengthened by the fact that we are recording this on International Women's Day, I wonder if I might offer it here as well. And that statement was this, the ghost of all the women you used to be are proud of the woman you've become. And as I, I know we're moving towards the close of this conversation, I'm really curious uh, about how the woman you have become and are at this moment might be informing the women that you are still yet to become. I'm breathing that in. It's interesting. I'm actually stuck on the ghost word. And I have three hearts, heart-shaped crystals in front of me. Mm. And I moved the pure white crystal to the center point. Up until then, the pink one was at the center. And how I would connect that is that There's an essence of me in my body that is very much known. And then there's that essence of me greater than my body at a soulful level. And so I thought that was interesting because pink is usually the color that represents my soulful self. And uh, the white is usually what represents my aura or my whole person bodied sense. And yet I feel right now what we're going through is this 
expansive connection always to that which is, which is that soul presence. And so if I went to the outer reaches of who I am and I flipped myself inside out, what would I hear? I would hear that all love is now and that everything you've ever been is always with you. And so trust that wisdom that you need to tap into for whoever will hear it, whenever you'll hear it, but equally for you. I'm being reminded for you. So do what you need in order to take care of of that wise self because everything is is always going to take care of itself in perfect order that's incredibly calming <laughs> thank you two really quick questions in succession what fuels you divine guidance and ignites you. Fun. <laughs> I love dancing with my husband. Oh, that's lovely. That's really lovely. <laughs> Before we close this conversation, um, I want to thank you for two questions that you asked me very early on in the process, in my process with this podcast. And I don't know if, if we've talked about it since. I don't know if you remember. The first was, very clearly, how will you know that this experiment is working? And that was followed by, how will you know that the conversation that needed to happen, happened? And the second question, this one, was, was one that I now bring into my discovery sessions with all my guests. Um, out of a desire to ensure that the conversation is one that, that will feel authentically shared. So I, I, I generally check in to, 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 to ensure what did they want to talk about. So before I let you go, may I ask if there was anything that you hoped we might discuss that still wants to be, to be brought in? No, I don't feel so. And what I do feel is that I'll have to watch this recording myself to understand what we actually talked about. Not that I wasn't present for it, but equally so. I don't know if I had an expectation because I was ready for what was going to open in this moment, in this channel. And so I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. And the other thing that was really sticking is this income outcome. That is so fun. And that mm. feels like a play, a play that we can really play with in our work. So thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for, for, for sparking that. You know, it, it hearkened me back to also the way in which we use the word currency and, and in such a limited way so often. So again, that, that the income and all the ways in which we, we may be able to play at that. I, I loved, I, for, for me, as I heard you say in response that you will have to play it back, it felt very much like evidence of us being in a moment. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you. 
For more information on Lisa and her work with whole person intelligence, visit shadowlightconsulting.ca. And if you're interested in knowing more about the sound bowls, please go to the Ellipses Thinking show page where I have attached a video link to the episode notes. Thank you for listening to Ellipses Thinking. Ellipses Thinking is a proud member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. It is produced by Jordan Dowler-Coltman and Greg Dowler-Coltman. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. As a resident of Vancouver Island, I wish to acknowledge that I am a visitor on the traditional lands of the Coast Salish people, including the territories of the Snonoas and Qualicum people. The first peoples have been here for over 10,000 years. Their ancestors still here with us in the sky, the land, the ocean, and all of the beings that share this sacred place. As a settler, I gratefully embrace the opportunities for growth as integral to my personal journey of collaboration and reconciliation as I learn and further support the possibilities that lay ahead. I remain committed to practicing my craft in a decolonized space.